Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things 211, brought to you by Manscaped, who has taken a step Ooh. up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble. Is that toil or toll? Toil and trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get they the sweetest. Of, uh, they ran out of rhymes. They, they used up their budget. Get the sweetest so treat well. this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use the code WESAYTHINGS20 for 20% off. Plus free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for giving us many a products to not only cater to our testicular area, but also now our fat, disgusting faces as well. So Manscaped, <laughs> of course, one of our longtime, long-standing sponsors. If you guys need any products relating to that, it obviously helps the podcast if you go to manscaped.com and purchase stuff with the We Say Things 20 promo code. So thank you very much. To the patrons. On we go. I believe you said you'd be doing the first half for the next millennia, correct? Okay, sure. Let's do that. Thank you to Humbled Bookmaker. Compendium is crap. Remote panels are whack. Chaos and Joy. Team Farts are musical. We love Dota. It's so, so beautiful. I thought this was going to be some sort of a rhyme as well. It's <laughs> good stuff. Ed Mickle Hugo, the Shed Pickle Ho. Zarzar, parenthesis, used the $30 he saved on the compendium to subscribe to We Say Things to In Bruges here. Very good. <laughs> well done, sir. Good yes. job. The Shazcast. Wife hates my belch. Understandable. Mr. I Love the NBA segment is Jimmy Butler, the Jenkins of the NBA. You've answered this previously, I believe. Correct. You weren't listening, as always. You, you said yes. Yes. I remember that. Monkey Man asks Suns fan, do you follow college basketball at all? And if so, who is your team? No. Thank you. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't watch that tier two shit. You just watch the best of the best. That's right. Pepperballs, T-Coil, Rupus, Q-Ludes is ready to praise the podcast. Stupid Copilot is, is matchmaking really better now. Yes. But it's maybe not as good as it was right when the new Behavior Score patch came out. It was great for two weeks. And then now it's still clearly better than it was before, but not as good. D2 Bowie, Lab Dota, Yatoro does it again, Sinner. And we'll see if he does it again in the coming two weeks as well. And Magdev. 
Thank you also to Hats Off to Val for the recent updates. Next up, marketing question mark. Games for Falling Asleep will see you in Seattle. Disco Farm D, The Mega Pope, Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko, Zero One Ham Scroats, Shark TM, Janie, Dop, nothing to see here, Underscore Man, Eve Remort, Ben Broomhead cannot comprehend why Doom keeps getting nerfed with such a low win rate, Anonymous, and despite popular belief, goldfish have a memory that lasts for months. Mr. Niebling, really? Huh. I never knew. So Better if I mine. say that my... Well, I guess if I still say that my memory is like a goldfish, it's still kind of a a diss. Months is pretty bad still. Better than me. So you could start saying you have a memory of a sinned. Good one. I'm sure people will get it. <laughs> Especially if you talk to people that have nothing to do with Dota. Yeah. Okay, you, let's get started with the podcast. And we're going to get started with a, an unfortunate thing that's happening in the world right now. Uh, as you guys know, we sometimes talk about the greater outside Dota area occasionally when it affects people that we know or it's just a big deal. And the stuff that's happening in Israel and Palestine, I know people uh, are throwing out opinions left and right. This feels like, at least from the Western side, it's not... Uh, like Ukraine versus, I don't want to make this like it's a death match or something, but the Ukraine and Russia thing, it was very one-sided in terms of, at least from the Western side, who they're supporting. This one is very polarizing on either side because it's a very rich history from both sides that goes back like 100 years to when this kind of just started, right? So there's been a lot of aggression, a lot of innocent people dying. And the thing that I'm going to say, regardless of people's opinion on stuff, is people shouldn't be dying period innocent people should never die regardless of what the reason is on both sides should be ashamed so that's the only thing that i'm going to say is i hope that somehow peace can be found and we can go back to living normal lives on that side of the world because that side of the world can get uh obviously there's a lot of undertone in terms of like different factions supporting like the u.s for example is very in bed with israel and whatnot for strategical mm -hmm. reasons and whatnot there's just a million different things, right? So for me, I'm not going to get too in-depth. Just going to say that uh, if you guys are affected by this, we're really sorry, and we hope that it gets better. Yeah. I mean, I basically, for the most part, I'll just, or I will just echo what you said, right? Obviously, it. I feel like it goes without saying that innocent people and civilians should never become a part of conflicts like this. But it's always really, it's always really sad news when things like this get to that level and escalate like that. Uh, I just want to add, I think something that I'm noticing a lot, and I don't know if it's always been to this extent, but I feel like in the last like decade or two, I feel like complex issues are becoming more and more binary in the way they're presented. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you're either on team A or B, and there's one good guy and one bad guy. Mm. And as, as a matter of fact, in conflicts like this, usually... Either side has bad actors that are doing things in bad faith, whereas a lot of the people and the majority and a lot of times of the countries are not interested in what's going on, or interested is the wrong word, do not support mm. what is going on, don't want it. And the way things are presented in the media, and this is not for me to be like, oh, never trust the media, the media is full of shit or whatever, but I think the reporting on this, a lot of the time, depending on where you read and what you read and being selective is not all-encompassing. It doesn't explain the issues in enough depth if you just watch or read one thing or two things. So 
I think for issues like this, the worst thing you can do is to just jump to a conclusion based on the first thing you hear, because the way it's presented sounds like it's very... Generally, when I read a piece of news about this, there's sometimes some journalism about it that seems to have a bit more nuance and is a bit more understanding of the depth of the conflict and of what is actually going on here or there. And I'm not going to try to present everything because I'm not knowledgeable enough about it to say with confidence. So I don't want to say anything that's misleading or misguiding or anything. But I will say, as a matter of fact, that it's not as simple as a lot of people make it out to be when they put forth their arguments. Mm. Uh, and I think that just that just hurts the situation because ultimately, if people just try to make these issues simple when they aren't, you're not finding resolutions that way. The way you find resolutions to conflicts is to understand the complexity of them and then try to find some sort of common ground. And um, if you want to have some sort of international intervention or pressure coming in, uh, it needs to be done on for the right reasons, right? And with the right information. And that's obviously always going to be a challenge. But um, I think all in all, if you're a supporter of, if you're watching this conflict from abroad, I think obviously the people that are part of it will, the people that live there or have family there will be more knowledgeable than the average person, obviously, about what's going on. But if you're watching from abroad and you're just like, yeah, Israel are great, or yeah, Palestine are great, and Israel are the bad guys or whatever, it's probably not you know, as black and white as you think. Um, and yeah, then, then you get into all these things about, okay, well, the bad actors on either side, why are they doing what they're doing? Is that also because they, you know, information, what is being, how to say, what is being conveyed to those groups as well, right? Like, do they, is there indoctrination going on? Do they not, like, are, they, are you painting the other side in a, in a light that's not really representative of what things really are, et cetera, et cetera. So yep. it's, uh, it's very complex. And I hope they, just like you, I hope we can find some sort of peace and a, a type of resolution. But unfortunately, by the looks of it, I don't think that's very likely to come I, anytime soon unless yeah. there's international intervention of some kind. Yeah, agreed. Very messy situation. So if any of you that are watching are affected, your family's affected, we're very sorry, obviously. And we hope somehow something is resolved. Yeah. Do you have any games to recommend, Cinderin? Quite the segue here, but we must, we must continue with our outline. Uh, Would yeah, you like so to recommend... Uh, Dota 2? or I do not, because it's free. Counter-Strike? So it's infinite value. That is mm. also... Is that free? CS2? It is, it is, yeah. It is free to play, right? Yeah, mm. CSGO wasn't at one point in time. Anyway, uh, yeah, I have two more games to recommend today. So, And I think you've played neither, probably, of these two. Um, so the first one I want to recommend this time around is called Darkest Dungeon. Have you heard about this game? I've heard it, yeah. Okay. Looking so up. essentially... Uh, Darkest Dungeon is a dungeon crawler game. I think it costs probably around like $25. I am just quickly going to look that up because I, it is a part of the presentation here. I just forgot to open it up. Uh, yes, it's 24.50 euros right now. So probably 25 bucks or something like that. Um, very important for me to note that the game I'm recommending is called Darkest Dungeon, not Darkest Dungeon 2. Darkest Dungeon was a glorious game and was unanimously loved by fans. Mm -hmm. Darkest Dungeon 2 is extremely polarizing and has received very 
very much poorer reviews than the first one did. So mm-hmm. I, ha- I have to admit, I haven't even played the second game. Uh, but the first one was really, really great. It's kind of a one-of-a-kind game. It's a, a dungeon crawler where you have a party of characters that need to go through a dungeon, and it's turn-based combat. Um, and the way that uh, the way that the game functions is that the challenges, obviously, as with any game, when you descend in the dungeon, you have missions that you get from your... You have missions that you go on to complete in the dungeon, uh, and you send a party of four people. And those four people have different skills and abilities, but they also have different personalities, which is very important because what happens as you descend the dungeons is that uh, people get overcome with despair. So a key mechanic in this game is crisis management, where your characters... This is a great metaphor for what happens when Dota games start going really badly, is that your, your party actually starts fighting each other. Sometimes they will attack each other. They will not want to obey your commands as the party leader of what to do, uh, whereas others rise to the occasion, and when things look the, the darkest, they you know raise the morale, and they really push through as like a true uh, hero, essentially. Um, and managing their strengths and weaknesses and building a party that can complete the hardest dungeons is very challenging and very rewarding. And if you're into especially challenging games, uh, your characters can die in this game and not get resurrected. So then you have to rebuild your party and train them again, uh, which might sound frustrating. But honestly, I think it's a, it's a good part of the game that it is like that to not make it trivial. Uh, so you have to make good decisions and play it well. Uh, this game is definitely not for everyone, but if you're into turn-based combat at all and this kind of like strategy and dungeon crawling, I think this game is like basically a must-play. Uh, I can see I have I think 90 hours of it uh, in total playtime. So what what's the what are fights like volume. exactly? Is it turn-based? I'm um, guessing? Yeah, so it's turn-based combat. Like the dungeons, part of the dungeons are it's kind of uh, think of. If you think about Slay the Spire, like we talked about, when you go to a node in Slay the Spire, the node can be a combat node, or it can be a treasure node, or it can be a shop, right? In this game, when you enter a room in the dungeon, the room can be empty with just nothing. There can be enemies, there can be enemies and treasure, there can be treasure, there can be traps, there can be some sort of interactive item in there that can help you with your morale, or that can poison you or curse you or whatever so it's so like it's very almost like you're playing a video, uh, board game yeah it's just it's kind of like that yeah it's kind of like a, a board game but yeah there's a there's a lot of depth to it so i would say definitely check that game out if sounds it sounds cool. interesting sounds at cool. all. um second game i'm going to recommend you've seen this played i don't know if you ever played with us called ember knights oh yeah um i've seen it in yeah. Among our, among our talent group at a couple of events, we have played this game, uh, which is essentially a pixel art multiplayer Hades is the best way to explain it. It's obviously not... I'm not going to sell this as the second coming of Hades or being as good, because it isn't. Hades is a one, it's like a 10 out of 10. Uh, but this game, I think, is 20 euros, and it's a really fun social game. So you can either play it multiplayer uh, with multiple controllers on the same computer... Or you can play it online with different people just uh, making a party in multiplayer, like you invite your friends on Steam. Um, and the way the game works is that uh, at the start, you have a, you start in a city, you have nothing unlocked, and you have a couple of different characters to choose from. And then you go in and you play essentially a pretty fast roguelike session. I think getting through a run can take anywhere if you're not very good or just a beginner from maybe 10 minutes to up to 45. So 
If you have time for a game of Dota, you have time for a game of this. Um, and as you progress, you unlock new features, you get new powers, and yeah, it's a roguelike. So when you complete a room or level up your character or whatever you want to call it, you can uh, you get different options to choose from of how to improve your character. So it's about making a cool synergistic build, but you can both have synergy with yourself and with what your teammates do. Uh, and then you want to try to to get through that run. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. We we played in early access. I don't actually know for a fact if the game is fully released yet or if it's still considered early access. Um, but yeah, I would say this game is really fun. I have not played it for as many hours as many of the other games, if not all of the ones I've recommended. Uh, so as far as value for money, if you're looking for just re re just total play hours or whatever, uh, it's probably not at the same level as the others, but it's a really fun game and it has the added benefit of being an awesome social game, mm. which I don't think I've recommended any of those yet. Uh, it's mainly been single player stuff, but this one is very fun to play as a group of people at a LAN party or in an, in an internet cafe or whatever. If you're into that kind of stuff, it's, it's a great time. So cool game. Ember Knights, 20 euros. Yep. I've seen you play it. And although I have not played, it does look fun. Good job, Cinderin. Cool. Good job. Let's buddy. go. Let's move on to TI-12, which they're not calling it that. TI-2023. Talent list is out, and we're invited, Cinder, and high five. Yes. Let's go, baby. High five. We, there we go. We've known for a while, but the announcement was a long time coming. So not sure why this year it was so long time coming, but it's finally out. So nice. Well, they wanted to... Maybe it was the voice lines and autograph stuff that uh, took some time because they did repurpose it a bit uh since yeah. i'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent about that <laughs> why don't you explain to people what the new system is because i think the new system is very good i will say that it's much better than previous years in terms of like supporting us and actually having something that could be worthwhile for the players right. i like it yeah, so we should, first of all, this is our podcast, so we should obviously sell the fuck out of ourselves for this. So you guys... Don't buy Slax's voice line, all right? <laughs> I want to hear that shit. All right, so basically the way that it works is, um, similar to previous years, talent get uh, a voice line in the game, just that this time some talent got two, and I don't know who was selected and why. I guess you will get into that. Oh, yeah. That's your perspective, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, but essentially the way that it works is you go to the compendium page, and then you can see every individual talent that is invited to this event from English, Spanish, Russian, and Chinese. And all of us were given the opportunity to provide voice lines, of which some were selected and some weren't. Um, it's at Valve's discretion which ones get put in the game, but we're given like a guideline of stuff we can and can't do. There's, I mean, there's obviously some things that go without saying that you can't make a voice line, but there might be some things where you're like, oh, is this okay or not? I don't know. And then you just confront those guidelines to see if, if that's something you can put in. Um, so essentially what you do is you go to the compendium page, and then there's a section of that called Talent. Uh, where you see all of us and buying the talent voice lines you can buy there's like four tiers essentially there's one that's just a sticker for your sticker collection if people are into that which is like one buck then there's the glitter sticker that comes with the first voice line uh which is five bucks then there's a hollow sticker that comes with a voice line and an autograph rune that you can put on an item that costs 10 bucks and then there's the highest one that costs 20 which comes with uh, two voice lines, if there are two for the person, 
an autograph rune and a golden sticker uh, if you're into that collection kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, 50% of the sales go to talent, similar to previous years, which by Dota standards is really, really good for workshop items. Usually, correct me if I'm wrong, workshop items are... 25. 25 to the creator. Yes. Yeah, so this is obviously way better uh, in terms of that. And the voice lines are permanent. So if you like a voice line and you buy it, this is not one of those where you're like, oh, it's going to be fun for a few months and then I lose it, so I don't know if it's worth the value. Mm. Uh, they have promised that all of this stays forever. Um, so, And I, I want to say just in full honesty, I think this time around, the average quality of voice lines across the English broadcast is the highest it's ever been. I think the voice lines have been really creative and really good this year. Um, so they're very unique. Many of them are very different than other ones we've had in the past. And it's kind of difficult, actually, to keep coming up with new voice lines every year when there's, you know, it's not just you need to come up with something new for yourself. You need to come up with something that nobody else did the previous year to make it kind of, you know, creative, unique and appealing for people to buy and fun to use. What if I uh, play them? I'm going to open my Dota. I can play them on the podcast. Yeah, I guess you're just playing ours, right? If we play all of them, it'll no, take just, an hour. Just you and I, of course. Fuck yeah. everybody else. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're, we're right. in this together, bro. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what you got to work with. Yours were very cuddly, I have to say. Very wholesome. Oh, yeah. You think so? <laughs> it takes me a bit to open Dota these days. You know how it is? Yeah. And Dota 2 coordinators down. Okay, back up. We're good. All right, here's Cinderins, everybody. It's the first one, which is when you purchase it for $5 for the glitter sticker. Here it is. Aw, who's a good boy? Is that... Can you guys hear that? Aw, who's a good boy? It's really low. Hold on, let me, let me up my sound in Dota, actually. Is it Master? I mean, Master will definitely raise it, right? Holy shit, that's loud, okay? Sure, this will be fine. Aw, who's a good boy? There we go. Okay, that's one. And then the second line that you got in is for $20. So cute. Mm -hmm. Good job, Cinderin. Okay, let me give you a little <laughs> bit of background about this. Okay. So the thing, the thing that's so funny about this is I submitted, you know, we, we each submit a couple of voice lines of which one or two get chosen. And I was like, they will never choose this one. <laughs> and I still improved it. Cause I was like, you know, I was like, I was expecting because all the previous years we've got in one line each. Right. So I thought, okay, they're going to pick one voice line of the ones I submit and it will not be this one. Mm. And then it turns out you can get more than one in. And then they picked this one as the second one, the high tier one. So I guess they thought this was the, I don't know how they're pricing them. If they think the best one is the one they put at the highest price point or the best one is the one they put at the lower one, because you could argue for both. Uh, putting the best one at the lower price point is one that more people can afford and will want to buy, whereas the higher one that's maybe a bit more for people that have more spending money and just want to fuck around and have fun with it, uh, maybe you put a different one there. But anyway, they tiered them that way. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to do like a sarcastic woo thing and they actually fucking chose it for some reason <laughs> good job Cinderin. you you really hit a home run this time i hope you made yes. millions of dollars and the who's a good boy one you said it's so wholesome i feel like it's also really toxic if people use it that yeah. way so, you that's know. true oh that's, that's true that's always the fine line we thread how are people going to use it because people call each other dogs in game all the time 
That was my That's true. inspiration for this. Anyway. I'm glad. All right, those are mine. All right, here's mine. You get <laughs> you only get one voice line for now, but I'm gonna tell a story about it. This is the uh five dollar one. Is this what Suns fan warned us about? So just the meme. Pretty standard. I'm gonna close Dota now. I probably should have turned it down. Reddit was all over this, obviously, because it's oh, a course. very big meme on Reddit. It's it's very catered to 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 Reddit, like you said. And I actually did it in my normal voice because I had done it in different voices where I was being more aggressive, but people couldn't tell it was me. So they told oh. me to be more monotone. My chat told me to be more monotone, so that's what I did. So it's just a standard line. So here's what happened, Cinderin. And I'm not okay, I'm gonna I've cooled down a bit since. Okay. I was livid when they were released and I had one voice line. And most people okay. got two. So, as you said, previous years, we've sent in three voice lines. They pick one. It has mm -hmm. always been that way. The rules, I actually looked. They don't actually say anything about how many they're going to choose. They just say send three. Mm -hmm. Then it right. gives you guidelines of no blah, 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 no blah, blah, blah. So, first of all, there's a deadline, which I was four days ahead of time. I sent them in, mm -hmm. which is plenty of time for them to tell me not something didn't get in. So, because they didn't contact us at any point saying they're going to pick two because mm -hmm. to us nothing has changed they also didn't contact anybody about their lines not being appropriate or not being good enough to get in so they just put in one so after it came out you know i can i don't know if i say i overreact but i get pretty upset about stuff in the moment mm -hmm. i messaged a valve employee <laughs> and they told me, I, I basically, you know, just said, what can I do about this? And they're like, probably nothing. I'm like, okay, that's great. Nobody, and I just, took, you know, gave the list. Like, you guys never told us this and all that good stuff. They told me to message PGL. So I write a whole angry email to PGL. Mm -hmm. And now they're telling me that I can send it in within the next five days or so. Okay. And the second one, if... I can send two lines in and they'll choose one and one of those will end up being the $20 version. So... Shannon, don't do it. Don't send the belch for the fourth year in a row. Don't, you have to stop yourself. So here's what you're not telling the audience. The reason you got in one voice line is that when you send these three suggestions, one of them is always a belch. Yes. So that one's an auto DQ. Why though? So now you're down to, Why? Now you're down to two options. Okay. And one of them clearly got in, and the other one, I don't know what the fuck you said, and probably you farting, or you screaming no. some sort of, so, I don't know. If you, you want know. to hear my strategy, because again, people take, like Slax has done this in the past, where you send in mm -hmm. two stinkers, things that you know they're not going to put in, and it mm -hmm. forces them to put in the third, right? So that's what I well, did. They could also just not put in the I, third. I, put, I, I submitted my belch, as always. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I tell you every year I'm going to fucking do it. I send my belch in. And of course, they make you change the file name. So it's not actually called belch.mp3. Okay? I don't know. What so, oh, I really hope. Okay, I hope. So you, you send them in with different file names. I hope you change every year which one I is do. the belch. Last year Just it was like number that. one. This year it was number three. <laughs> it's like the Valve employee that sits and has to check out these voice lines. Yeah. I hope they have like some sort of internal bingo where they make it a bet every year. Which one is Suns fans belch? It's so, like the one where you have a coin under three cups and you make it. <laughs> 
it's you yeah. get the belch. It's belch roulette. Dinner. <laughs> yeah, belch roulette's my favorite game these days. Anyway, back to the story. Whoa. So <laughs> I put in the belch, of course, which I knew wasn't going to get in, which, by the way, is in the rules. It says absolutely nothing about anything related to like bodily fluid, like not bodily fluid, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> bodily expulsion, whatever. Nothing like oh, that. Bodily fluids, you should do you pissing in the urinal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah, that, I could put that in. So, uh, where was I? So yeah, I sent in the belch, of course, hoping that, of course, if it gets in, I'm a millionaire, plain and simple. They just don't want to make me a millionaire. They're, they have something uh -huh. against me. And then the other two lines were actually the same line, essentially, which just different ways uh -huh. of me saying, this I is what see. Suns fan warned us. Is this what Suns fan warned us about? Because I wanted one of them to get in. So it's like, all right, whichever one you want to choose, do it. Right. They chose one, of course. But the problem I have is they didn't, nobody contacted us. To tell us that mm. they had plenty of time. Like this, that was submitted like three weeks ago, for God's sake. Are you telling me they couldn't have time to put in a second one? Anyway, so I'm happy that they're going to be putting in a second one anyway. So if you had bought the, which I'm sure nobody did, bought the expensive version, you will get that voice line eventually. Um, which, you know, part of it's unfortunate from my side because most of the sales are on the first day, first couple days anyway, so I'm fucked. But whatever the case may be, I thought it would be fun since this is such a unique uh occurrence that we could all kind of in the youtube comments maybe is the best place to do it vote on what voice lines i'm sending in okay so oh i've thought of a couple and you can help okay. me with this okay so okay. one of them has been on my stream for a long time and i'm gonna play it okay i'm actually gonna enable okay. it need, on my so stream, stream so that i can actually use it okay so enabling it Yep, somebody just used it. <laughs> so that laugh. Okay. okay. So that that's so again, I'm I'm sending in two and they're choosing one. So they both need to be amazing. Because I'm not taking the chance of sending a belch in oh. and getting denied. No, I was just gonna say, this is where you go giga chat and you send two different belches. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> I would die. If I saw them, listen, All right. I, w I would pay a lot of money to be in the room for the one I <laughs> stopped doing a second one. You sent two different belch <laughs> You know, Please I'm not going to lie, Sandra. I'm tempted. I am <laughs> tempted. <laughs> you know that I would, this is something I would do. Potentially. I know. That's why it's so funny. You're like the only person in this town that don't actually just do something like that. <laughs> Oh, all I right so i need help with the second line because i'm not really sure okay. what i wanted to so this is another thing i was upset about in the mm -hmm. rules it specifically says no screaming mm -hmm. there's a bunch of fucking lines especially by slacks it's literally just him screaming so i'm gonna send i was thinking the second line is just me fucking screaming that's probably not going to get approved. I think what they mean by screaming is you literally, you know, like, like making a loud screeching sound or like, you know what I mean? All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do something into the mic Flex, and that's Flex is yelling, but he's not screaming. That's the, it's a synonym. They're the same. No, yelling and screaming are not the same thing. They're basically the same. That is just not. Right, true. Do, do I need to look up the rules of what maybe they didn't? I don't know if they even said screaming. Do I have to look this up, Cinderin? Let's see. I think you're not allowed to scream, which makes sense. Like, if you're just going to put in a screamer as a voice line, that's super annoying. Oh, by the way, there is something I forgot to mention. Okay. <laughs> There's something I forgot. 
so the whole as everybody knows that watches this podcast i submit my belch every year and i know it's not going to get in right it's really sad mm -hmm. you know the world it's really funny the world in general is sad about it but at the same time it is a funny anecdote i did get my belch in in one form though because on my sticker is a oh, Simpsons-like yeah. version of me with, like, you know how Barney belches with his mouth? Yeah. That is in the sticker itself. So It went through the cracks. They didn't realize they that's did, what it was. Because they probably thought it's me shoutcasting. Like, oh, that's yes, fine. That's, that's what it looks like. Valve, so. I'm fucking belching in that sticker. All right? I'm belching. Oh, no. They're it's listening. I think they just lose your entire submission. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys see my voice lines go down in the next 24 oh, hours, you know why. God, okay, anyway, man. so I'm definitely sending in the laugh that I played. And yep. I want to do like, I'm going to come up with two quick lines now, and then people can vote what the second line's going to be. Okay? Okay. So what about, I was thinking the screaming. So just me going crazy, just being fucking stupid. Uh, something okay. like, uh, <laughs> something like that. You think that? Okay. All right. Be good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We could do that. <clears throat> Just need to. Oh, okay. And then the third one, maybe something like a Chewbacca, like. I think that is definitely better than the first one you suggested. As in the second one you suggested. I don't want it to be so too good because I want the laugh. With those options, I would take Chewbacca or the Krusty Laugh, but the Krusty Laugh is the best one out of the three. So I should send the belch? Yes. I mean, send the Krusty Laugh and a belch, and you're in the clear, right? But what if they don't choose the Krusty Laugh? That's unlucky. Tried. <laughs> I, uh. I might actually send the belch as the second one. <laughs> oh okay, God. well, let me know in the comments. That's what. That's all I have. Uh, Maybe I mean, if you wait, if you wait one day, I'm sure people will give a lot of suggestions in the YouTube comments. The wisdom of the crowd, you know. That's true. There's a lot yeah. of creative people out yeah, there. Yeah, this is so. the one time you guys will get to do this. So. Yeah. If you have a really great suggestion for a voice line, and that's where YouTube's di like and dislike system is also really good, because then you can see if people really like an idea, that's and then true. there's a good chance that it'll do well. I'm kind of envious of that opportunity. Actually, I would have liked that. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. But like you're saying, you're obviously missing out on the early few days of this, which is where yes. a lot of people buy their stuff. So, All right. But yeah, check out either way, guys. Check out our voice lines and check out the other talent lines as well. There's probably something in there that you guys think will be fun and they last forever. So you can use them in future years of Dota as long as this game still exists, which hopefully it will for a long time to come. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good lines this year. So. Good job, talent. And you, and you don't have a and you don't have a battle pass. So you have so much money. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, you did you don't have to buy a battle pass to buy the voice lines. I mean, if you guys go hard, we might make more than the players this year. Anyway. That's a meme, by the way. There's it's still not gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe for Slacks and Effie. Those are the only two probably making a lot of money. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, let's move on to TI 2023 groups and predictions, Cinderin. Yes, so, yes, I, yes, yes. Did you buy the compendium, by the way? I have not. So I didn't either, and I'm not going to do it now, but you can open your game and actually predict. You go to the prediction uh, yep. page, and it says you can't predict. Then you, mm-hmm. you click the mouse, and you move it, and it moves like a really ghetto-style web page to the Wait, prediction what? area, and you can vote. I think that's not intended, but I did it. <laughs> this is me submitting a bug to Valve as well. That's funny. All right. Well, I'm predicting. Get those predictions in before they fix that bug, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, at the same time, the rewards are worth nothing if you don't have the compendium. It that's doesn't kind of matter. Weird. The points are cool looking. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I actually did those, and I took pictures of them so I can actually show my predictions on stream and you can just tell me what yours are. Okay. So this is for groups A and B and C and, and D. We're, we're, trying, we're trying to place them all in order. Yeah, so right? if I'm not mistaken, the last place in each group gets eliminated from the tournament, correct? Correct, yes. And then Everyone after, else goes to the bracket. And then after the group stage, there's a seeding match mm-hmm. where the top seed picks the three four from another group to see who they play and then once they play they figure out who's upper bracket lower bracket correct yes correct god i'm good all right so should okay. i put mine on so screen you want to start with group a yeah uh i took a picture of group a and b at the same time and c and d at okay, the same time fine. So. i'll just i'll just go down the list with my predictions and then we'll compare okay first pick yeah. team spirit wait hold on let me put mine on the screen there we go Go ahead. Second place. <clears throat> Entity. Okay. Third place. Nine Pandas. Fourth place SMG. Fifth place EG. Ooh. All right. We got and I hope I'm I, ho- I hope I'm wrong because I love when EG do well. I think they're a really fun team to watch, but they have not looked good the last couple of months. So yeah, they've looked like unless they really figure it out in this patch, then they are I don't think it's unfair to say they're the underdogs of the group. And I think a lot of people will probably disagree with this and be like, yeah, but SMG haven't proven themselves internationally or whatever. I feel like SMG's level of play that they showed recently comparatively was better. Mm. But SMG are also playing with a stand-in, but it's a really fucking good stand-in. They've got mind control on offlane. So that's a bit of a wild card as well, right? Yep, it's always Um, a wild card. Could be amazing, could be dog shit. He has done very well as a stand-in in general. He I think he's going to fill Masaros' shoes pretty well. But of course, I mean, really fucking sucks for Masaros. As far as I'm aware, he's the only player who was not able to obtain a visa for this TI. Everyone else got one. Hmm. Um, so he's not going to go. So that sucks. So yeah, Spirit, Entity, Nine, Pandas, SMG, EG, in that order. That's group A. All right, I went what's, team, what's yours? I went Team Spirit, Nine, Pandas, Entity, EG, SMG. Okay. So the hardest one for me was the EG SMG. I might, I was about yeah. to flip flop them. Entity has played well recently, mm-hmm. but 
in the last year they haven't so i went with nine pandas so i think it have been pretty okay. freaking consistent i mean eastern europe's been crazy this year yeah i think your bracket is as good as mine i think it's very i think either is very likely to happen to be honest the one i'm most confident about is unless they drop mm -hmm. the ball spirit is going to win this group oh yeah I'm very confident about that they're so fucking good. and can we talk about group b yeah well, Go ahead. I, I think this group is by far the most stacked versus the other. Like, this is the group of death for me. Yeah, uh, I think people are calling this the group of death. And this is, as we've talked about in a previous podcast when the format was announced, the downside to this format is that it's going to be increasingly difficult to make e even groups. Because, um, first of all, what are the seeding criteria? When you make two groups of 10, as they've done in the past, it's just based on DPC rankings or whatever. Uh, and then just shuffle the regions around in two groups. But when you make four groups of five where the bottom one gets eliminated and it matters a lot how you place it, getting a good group seating means a lot more than it did last year, mm. I would say. Uh, I agree. I think Group B is the one that on paper looks the toughest. I think there's multiple teams in here that have a claim to a top three even in the tournament, uh, or at least a top six. So yeah, this one's hard. Um, I am going to... I'm going to put Shopify Rebellion first. Whoa. Actually. All right. I feel they like... They did really well in the last well, tournament. Yeah. They got second in the last tournament, clearly <clears throat> beaten out by Spirit. But I think the pacing and the style that they showed was very refreshing and inspirational for that team in particular. I think okay. the way Dota works right now is good for them. So I'll pick them to win the group. Second place, I will put at... Oh, this is so hard, man. <laughs> The top three is impossible. Yeah, it's really impossible. I'll. Uh, it's LAN. So Betboom is just always a question mark, right? They're so good on LAN, but on LANs, what it matters the most is... All right. I will say second place is... Lick... No, Azure. Holy shit, okay. Azure second. Wow. Liquid third, Bet Boom fourth, and Thunder Predator fifth, or Thunder Awaken, sorry. Wow, Bet Boom fourth. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. It's, that is specifically the land factor, because the <laughs> level of play that they've shown and what their ceiling is has always been super high, and they've been really good in these online tournaments, but every land, when it matters the most, is when things... The thing is, though, this group stage is pretty short, and Bet Boom usually come in... Guns blazing, right? They do really well the first couple of matches, and then things start shaking, like getting shaky. It's when the crowd gets involved. It's when they get shaky. Yeah. So maybe fourth is still... I don't know. I, I, I said it. I'll stick with it. Um, let's okay. Let's see. Azure is maybe a little bit wishful thinking. I think they're potentially really, really good, but obviously this is some tough opposition they have here. Um but I'm I'm pretty confident in the one to four that they all make it. I think Thunder Awaken in this group is I the feel, clear underdog for me. I feel bad for them. This group is this is very rough. hard. Yeah, I went Bet Boom number one, Liquid number two, Shopify three, oh, wow. okay. Azure Ray four, Thunder five. Wow, our, we're almost <laughs> yeah, inverted. This one, this one is uh, yeah, we're inverted penis is here. very important. Uh, That's good. So Shopify, every time I put them first, they shit the bed. So I'm just gonna give yeah. them. You know, oh, so you're room to breathe. I see, I see. Okay. Liquid have so been pretty of... bad lately, but I feel like on LAN, they're extremely good. Yeah. It's group stage, though, so you never know. But yeah, I'm, 
I think Beckham's yeah. going to come out destroying people. But we'll see. I'm I'm very curious. I, I think the biggest thing for me in this group stage, the thing I'm the absolute most curious about is how good Azure Ray are going to be. I, I actually... I feel like this is the kind of tournament where you see in the groups if this is a team that can get top three or if there's just no way. Whether they make it out of groups or not. I think it's going to be very telling. So... Curious to see their level against these boys because a lot of the games that Azure have played have been local in China and that region is not so strong right now. Um, but their players historically have been very good at playing against Western style Dota, many of them anyway. FY and Somnus and Chalice have had great results internationally. So, mm. Okay, uh, Group C has LGD, Gaming Gladiators, Nouns, Beast Coast, and Virtus Pro. Okay. <clears throat> First place, Game and Gladiators. Second place, LGD. Third place, Virtus Pro. Fourth, Beast Coast. And fifth, Nouns. And I hope Nouns do well. I hope I'm wrong about this one. Uh, there's a couple of their players that I... I just like some of their players, and I think it's really good for the NA region if this goes well. But it's uh, it's hard until I see it happen to believe that they're on the level of these other teams exactly. I think Nouns' best game, they can beat anyone in this group. Uh, but they're quite inconsistent in my experience of watching them. So... Yeah, uh, this is going to be my power ranking going in, but this is not one where I'm like surprised if they get third. Know what I mean? Yeah, but I have to put someone last. So. Uh, I went Gaiman first, LGD, yeah. Beast Coast, VP Nouns. So okay. just a slight so yeah, third switch. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I feel like I don't know my, that much about VP because we haven't cast a ton of them. So that one's a bit of a wild card for me. And Nouns, I do think they could come out swinging. I think they could have a I good start. I think so start. too. So I mean, I hope they do. I think if they yeah, if they're so in too. form for this, I could easily see a top three. But uh, a lot is decided on day one. So it's really about, are you in good shape when the tournament starts? This is fast. So, yep. Okay, uh, Group D has Keed Stars, TSM, Tundra, Talon, and Quest. I'm going to pick <clears throat> Tundra to win. Okay. How good are Quest going to be on LAN? I'll take Talon second, Quest third, TSM, and then Keed Stars. Okay, we have, we have one swap okay. for me. Quest first. Okay. Talon, Tundra, TSM. So you have Tundra third. BKs. Okay. I, think they're I gonna, can see it. I think Tundra's going to do well at the tournament, like top six maybe, but I don't, yeah. I don't think they're going to get off to a good start. Just a, okay. a hunch. Because I mean, okay, we're, we're talking we about do... we're talking about Topson playing for them, and nine switching positions to support. Like, I just have a hard time believing they're just going to destroy everybody right out of the gates. But right. who knows? I mean, they also don't need to destroy everybody. They need to destroy their group. And I think this group has some pretty good matchups for Tundra personally. Mm -hmm. So, I think some of their like hardest opponents are not here. Talon can be. Talon can definitely beat them. I think. I think the Talon matchup is going to be harder on paper than the Quest one if the teams are playing to their potential. But mm. who knows? It's, uh, it's early days of TI, so really is about who gets accustomed to the environment the best and has the right idea out of the gate. And that's another thing, right? Because what often happens in these 10-team group stages is that some teams come in with some really sick ideas day one and two and get a lot of wins. 
And then people start stealing ideas from each other and figuring out bands. In this group stage, if you have really good ideas day one and two, you're done. You're through. Mm. Um, right? So the adaptation phase here is very short. So having pocket strategies for this, even the group stage might actually be really powerful. And I mean, pocket strategies is a term that's gone in my opinion, but because what a pocket strategy used to be was like a five hero lineup that was very special in its way it functions. So I'll just say pocket picks then. Like you have like this one hero that's really special. Let's say you have a Meepo specialist and you can run it in a game where you, you just see it's call good it cheese then. Yeah, sure. You can call it that. Um, okay, are we doing the AB seating and the CD seating as well? Yeah, I, I feel like the seating stuff, we can just use that as a tiebreaker between us, just in case. Okay, sure. We don't, these, so, these don't count as points, unless that's needed. So we need to not only guess who wins it, but we also need to guess who they'll play against, right? Uh, no, you just need to guess the opponent, not the winner. Yeah. Okay, so I think Spirit, with my prediction, out of group B, will choose to play against Liquid rather than Betboom. I think Entity will choose to play against the other one, right? They have they don't get to choose. They will play Liquid. Shopify Rebellion will pick SMG or Nine Pandas. Hmm. You're writing I this down, pick, by the way? Or you put this in your compendium? Pick, I put it in the game. So okay. I'm assuming it stays, right? Well, they're gonna delete it. Uh, otherwise I can remember <laughs> it. To be honest. Okay, so Spirit Bet Boom, Entity Liquid, Shopify SMG, and Azure Ray Pandas is what I said. <clears throat> okay, I say Team Spirit will pick Azure Ray. So that means nine pandas play Shopify. And then Bet Boom will pick EG, which means it's Liquid Entity. Yeah. It's okay, so we have the Liquid Entity match happening, both of us, but. Next oh, you groups. can also pick the winner. Well, no, it swaps them then. Huh? <clears throat> it swaps them. No, you them. see, there's like there's a little crown next to the team. Oh, if yeah, you yeah. Click that one. You're picking oh, to yeah. win. Sorry, we should have gone over that as well. Yeah. True. So I pick Spirit to win. Then mm -hmm. I pick, dude. All right, Liquid will beat Entity. Shopify will beat SMG, and Azure will beat Nine Pandas. Those are my picks. I pick Team Spirit to beat Azure. Shopify to beat Nine Pandas, Betboom to beat EG, and Liquid to beat Entity. Okay. Second round of seeding. Gaming Gladiators will pick TSM, which means LGD will get Quest. Tundra will pick Beast Coast, which means Talon will play VP. And the winners will be Gaming Gladiators, LGD, Tundra, and Talon. So all the four first mm -hmm. ones. All the pickers will win in this one. Okay, Gaiman picks TSM and Gaiman wins. Okay. LGD same. picks Tundra, or they can't, they, they just play Tundra, and Tundra mm -hmm. wins. So the quote unquote mm -hmm. underdog. Quest picks VP, Quest wins, and Talon picks Beast Coast, Talon wins. All right. Cool. Okay. Very good. So that is the TI 2023 predictions and the groups and all that good stuff. It's starting tomorrow, well, today, I think, technically. Uh, Cinderin and I will be casting starting next week. I'm assuming you're coming on the same day as me. We get to... Yep. Actually, hey, we should ask uh, for a tour of the Valve offices. What do you think? Oh, my. Why? Because the last, the last time... Well, 
The last time I took a oh, you just tour, want to get the free snacks, don't you? They have good. Wanna... They have lots of Snickers and you just want to. <laughs> Can we have a tour of the valve office? You just raid the fridge and leave. So and I went there. Your way out the door. <laughs> the last time I was there, it was a who was it? It was like a workshop artist that was interning at Valve, and he mm -hmm. knew me, and he was giving me the tour and whatnot, and I started like eating a bagel, and he was really uncomfortable. He's like, I, I don't know if you should be eating that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not leaving here unless until I eat this fucking bagel, okay? Then I asked an actual Valve employee, he's like, of course, it's fine. They have a, like a literal like entire marketplace there. Just take whatever yeah. you want and eat. It's amazing. But the thing is, like, I haven't seen their new offices. Because like a year or two mm. later, and this was like right. TI4 that we did this, right? Like a year or two later, so 2016-ish yeah, so. or so, they moved office and I haven't, I haven't seen it. So would love to. That sounds fucking awesome. Bet their Snickers are just as good as before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not as good as the European ones, but that's fine. They're probably still good. They're still Snickers, so. Please. Different recipe. All right, last topic uh, before we bid everybody adieu. Just checking how long we've gone. Actually, not that long today. Good job, Cinderin. Good job, everyone. Uh, CS2, as we know, has been released for quite a while. I've been talking about it on a semi-weekly basis. And it is now uh, being review-bombed on Steam and has now become Valve's worst-rated game ever. Your thoughts, Cinderin? And the main reason is this because... Well, well, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. No, you should definitely go first. I haven't played it yet. <clears throat> oh, that's unfortunate. So, uh, I mean, it's, uh, maybe that's fortunate. It's a collection of things. Number one, I and the, the the sad part is, and I said this on the podcast. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm just lying to myself that I remember myself. This is the goldfish memory kind of thing again. Mm -hmm. I feel like I said they should have just called it beta. Open beta. Now. Right. Like, why does it need to be fully released? People are expecting a fully polished game. There's tons of bugs. The tick rate stuff is it's pretty bad. Like, when you compare it to what people are used to in 128 tick, it's not as good. I said that already. Definitely not as good. Uh, the Like, they haven't really spoken about some of the issues with the balance at all like they haven't addressed it like smgs and shotguns are beyond op like the mp7 destroys the auto shoddy you could literally use it long range and kill people it's insane how good this gun is i'm telling you you could literally use mp7 or auto shoddy and for the most part unless it's extreme long range you're gonna have no issues it doesn't need to be mid-range uh, so that is that is a major issue but okay hold up why though i don't know I mean, this, they've done this why before they, with other iterations of Counter-Strike. Why are they rebalancing shotguns to be a mid-range weapon? I don't know if they did it on purpose. They just haven't balanced it yet. They changed some stuff, and who knows? Like, they've done okay. this before where, like, when Go came out, the pistols, this is why I didn't like Go to begin with, because the pistols were absurdly good. Like, every pistol mm -hmm. would be better than a lot of the SMGs and some of the assault rifles. Uh, so yeah. now it's just the SMGs and the shotguns that get that treatment. Also, some other weird things, like the AK-47... I don't know if this was 100% verified, but there were some Reddit threads about it, people confirming that this was supposedly true. It shoots slower than the old AK-47, which is why the spray feels bad. Uh, I, I've been playing with it a lot more, <clears throat> and I'm much more comfortable playing CS now, by the way. The last time we talked, I was garbage. Right. I'm a lot better now. I feel more myself. Nice. AK-47 feels, for the most part, fine, but like long range, like you'll do a double, a, like a two-round burst. The second bullet is not accurate at all on the AK, 
-hmm. and maybe it's not supposed to be anymore definitely was before so you just have to one tap now so maybe it's just stuff you have to learn uh another big one and i talked about this the tick rate it's like the Mm -hmm. issue for me it's not just like learning the new gun sprays and all that stuff it's the movement feels trashy because what they did is this sub tick system first of all they like face is pretty angry about that i'm sure and all the pro players are this is one of the big reasons that they're downvoting the game is because they've locked it to not they can't do 128 tick anymore it has to be 64 tick sub tick so it's like it i think it creates like a baseline of 64 tick and then the sub tick is supposed to make it feel theoretically better like to a point that it's going to feel like 128 tick but right now it just doesn't right so mm-hmm. like even if you buy face it or you make your own server, you can't like it's just gonna all be the same, which I think that's fine if they make it feel like 120 tick. But the weird thing is, uh and I'm not saying I used to be like an amazing bunny hopper, but you know when you like jump around in a circle, like try to do bunny hopping? Yeah. Like I can do it to a point where I'm keeping like speed, like at worst case scenario, with a normal run. Like it's not gonna slow me down, it's just whatever. But when CS2 came out, it was making me so slow like i could not bunny hop like remotely close the movement just felt really choppy so somebody did some investigation this is crazy and i'm Mm -hmm. not going to pretend to know all the details so i'm just going to try to tldr it but uh the movement in the game is not consistent okay so there's like inherent delay when you hit movement keys like wasd or jump the delay is not always the same. It changes for whatever reason. So a way to fix it, which has been out for like a week now, which is expecting them to fix mm-hmm. this, is you rebind your, uh, you can use some different commands, but the one that I did is, it's a clear command. Right. So you say bind W and then you end with like clear semicolon or something like that. So that just like stops the command immediately. When you do that, it actually makes it instant and it feels mm-hmm. like old CSGO and CS Source for me. So I can actually, I'm not saying I'm like a crazy bunny hopper, but now if the movement feels way better than it did before. And this is not like a placebo thing at all. This has been like factually proven with like the graphs on the screen showing the tick rate or like, you know, all that shit. So that is absurd that I have to put in a fucking command for it to feel good. That is absolutely absurd. So this is among some of the reasons that people are really upset with CS2 right now. But again, if they just called it a beta, <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. you have any of these issues. Now, I will say, like a lot, they're they're coming out with like fixes every day, basically. So mm-hmm. they're doing it quite consistently. But a lot of the stuff is not the big ones, like the tick rate. That's the big one, and they haven't done anything with that, as far as I can see. Like there was a really bad bug where when somebody is planting the bomb and they put their head down, the hitbox of their head was actually where like it's an invisible spot above them so people would look like they're shooting the head of somebody planting like literally just standing still opping and it would not connect and people like what the fuck so they fixed that right Mm -hmm. that's a bug but there hasn't been any mention about the tick rate stuff and what they're going to be doing to remedy it that's tldr do you think valve made a mistake converting csgo to cs2 like should it have stayed as two separate clients for now Oh, for now. Uh, yeah. No, no. I mean, in general, it was obvious that this was going to eventually happen, right? But do you think this was too early? Should they have waited until, let's say, two weeks later or a month later? Uh, to... I think it. 
make i mean this and i don't know this is more of an opinion i guess but i I think it's fine that they did that actually i just think you call it a beta and you are upfront with what the issues are i think another big one which i've mentioned in the past is the lack of a real anti-cheat like vac is pretty bad compared to some of the like face it type stuff which have kernel access or whatever right which root access or whatever people were upset about that initially when riot did it and i think that's just because it's a chinese company right it's tencent Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Valve is even interested in doing kernel, but that's that's how you get no cheaters or basically no I cheaters. I feel like Valve, on a fundamental level, on an ideological level, are against that. That's just a hunch that I have. Like, mm. I think they understand this, or I know they understand the strength of doing something like that. But I think they feel like it's not the right thing to do, and they will try to find a way of AIing their way out of this and training algorithms and whatnot to detect cheaters, but. I can clearly hear from you right now that their program that they've been running to try to get uh, the next generation of VAC up and running hasn't been successful, at least yet. Um, the thing about training algorithms against stuff like that without knowing a ton about it is that generally these, this algorithm kind of stuff with training takes time, right? They need a big fucking sample size. Mm. They need really high confidence because this is something that bans people's accounts. So usually with something like this, you want to err on the side of caution in the beginning so you don't flag and ban a lot of innocent players, which does mean probably that more cheaters will slip through the cracks. But the magnitude that it sounds like right now honestly just sounds like the system barely works, which is well, I, very, so very I, bad. I can only speak for myself. In terms of the anti-cheat, I haven't run into like any spin bot, crazy aimbot stuff at all. But uh-huh. you can look on the leaderboard, and like these high-level players are complaining about it. And you look on the leaderboard, there's people that are... 5,000 MMR above everybody else with a 99% mm. win rate. Like, obviously yeah, I mean, cheating. Like, so it's rampant enough that it gets to the point that they're still on the leaderboards at number one in some cases. Mm. It's ridiculous. So I yeah. don't know what the plan is long-term for that. And we, we talked about this months ago when CS2 first came out in like a closed beta access where almost nobody had it. Mm. Like, what are they going to do with this? Is this the big, like, what's the big plan? I, I think that's the main reason people are... Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're more transparent and you just say, you know, this is the stuff you're working on, this is what the plan is, I, I don't think people are going to be that upset, you know? Maybe I'm naive, though. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. Anyway. It's like, maybe they, I mean, it's dam- It's a damn it if you do, damn it if you don't kind of thing, right? Because people want Valve to say when the game comes out, and then they say it's in the end of the summer, and then re- they release it at the latest possible end of the summer date that they could, more or less. So mm-hmm. they still stuck to what they promised uh but then they maybe didn't get as far with the development as they had hoped or whatever and they also said the game would come out so then i guess i don't know if at that point you can flag it as a beta or whatever um yeah i it begs the question like why do you go through all this effort to make a sub tick system when you could just literally do 128 tick? i know that the price is maybe the issue Mm -hmm. I, i find it hard to believe that it's that expensive i don't know this i don't know the how to say the difference from 64 to 828 tick with how much of a server capacity difference that makes i think it's pretty huge actually um but either way i think we talked about this either previous episode or the one before as well it's like sometimes you know if there's someone at valve that's really passionate and has a really good idea for the sub tick idea and they sell it to the rest of the company they're like okay this is what i'm working on or what our little team is going to be working on this is the potential of this technology 
Mm. Uh, we're going to put in a ton of effort to try to get there. I think Valve's like creative approach to making games is to try to let those people thrive and give them the faith that, okay, if the idea sounds good and sounds implementable, mm-hmm. then we're going to invest in that. Right. And then if it doesn't work in first iteration, they're not just going to instantly scrap it. Then they're going to try to reiterate on it and reiterate and reiterate and do it 20 times before they're like, okay, this just doesn't work. It was a great idea, failed project. What a shame, you know? Mm. But I don't think they've reached that point yet. So I think they're still trying to improve the sub-tick system. And if they reach the goal for what they were presenting, it can do. It could be, you know, in this genre especially, it can be revolutionary, right? And I think Valve would way rather have, you know, new technology that is groundbreaking than having, you know, just the quote-unquote good expected solution that works. Yeah. Um, so... I, hope I would give them more out. rope on this. I, I really hope it works out too, because it sound the, the concept of it sounded really cool. But sometimes you have a great idea and it just doesn't work. But I think they deserve more time than this um, mm. to make that system work. Now, what you could do in the meantime is, of course, a band-aid solution where you put up 128 tick servers. But then you're investing in them, and then if your sub-tick system works, what are you going to use? Well, you know? that's the thing. I think you, if you're going all you in on have this to plan, commit, right? you have like you commit to the 64 tick sub-tick whatever. And that's where yeah. you're getting all your data from. You want everybody to be using the same system, right? Mm-hmm. It's just weird because, like, it's trying. It's like what that saying, trying to fix what's not broken, right? Right. Like 128 tick. Maybe the price is what's broken. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. Like, I know Valorant. I'm. I was told that they don't actually use 128 tick server. They use like three servers running simultaneously on 64 tick and like some weird system where it ends up feeling at like 128. I don't know the details. Okay. It's over my head. All I know mm-hmm. is Valorant, for all its faults and all the stuff I don't like about it, feels fucking amazing. Like in terms of smoothness, better than mm-hmm. any Counter Strike version, including the 128 tick. Just silky smooth. That is the one thing that they have like down pat way better than anything mm-hmm. that Valve has done for CS. So and I'm not saying it even needs to get to that point, but if you get to the 128 tick feel, then fine. It's good enough. It's just. In this genre, that is just such an important perimeter, right? It's like, I wouldn't give a fuck about this in Dota, you know? It's not, it's not that important in Dota, whether it's 128 or 64 tick. Yes, in some fringe cases, it makes a difference for how spells interact or whatever, but the smoothness in Dota is never brought into question about whether the game runs well like that. Not, not in tick rate, that's not the issue. But for this genre, it just... I don't know. I think, again, that is also why Valve are trying to innovate and trying to revolutionize it, because they understand how important it is to player experience that mm. this is so smooth. And I, I think their end goal is to beat out Valorant on this parameter. But as you said, for now, they've just missed the mark. So There's another funny one. wouldn't have mentioned this other than the fact that it is hilarious. Uh, there's this... So people have been getting killed behind walls a lot. Because I've seen some clips. Interp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like basically, if you have yeah. like high ping, sometimes it just re- feels even worse uh, to the point where now they are changing. I don't know if this is actually directly related, so this could be slightly wrong, but they changed the animation now of when you strafe, like go left and right. And it looks because they haven't redone like the rigging of the model and like the animation. They just mm-hmm. made it work real quick. It looks like they're calling it the Michael Jackson slide because it, it's, <laughs> it looks... They made some hilarious videos about it, and it is hilarious looking. Uh, so they're putting on, they are putting on Band-Aid solutions, which eventually will look fine, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, the big question marks for me are 
the well it's a, several things and i think they're all connected to the premier matchmaking but it's the anti-cheat and the tick rate stuff because i think if you get those two things correct then people will use the in-game mm -hmm. matchmaking and then you'll have the rankings just like valorant does and i think that's what they want to try to accomplish so we'll see. I mean, I've been playing it and I've been having fun. So we should play sometime. We should. I do have it. In, I do have it installed. Oh. So. Do you? Are you Just able to play competitive slash premiere? No. Because you're. Are you sure you can't? Oh well. You just have to have like so, a so, certain level account in. Oh, CS. then I can't because I could play ranked in CS:GO, but I don't have a medal. I think that's because of the K. I, I lost my medal because no, I, I don't play enough. I think that's fine. Okay, okay, then I can play ranked, I think. Oh, we're going to have some really bad games. Well, we can play in Seattle. If No, they might not yes. be computers, though. Oh, no. We'll have to figure well, it out. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Hijack a team room. Yeah, true. Oh, what are we doing for next week's podcast, then? Uh, yeah, that's just TBD, right? So we will have landed that thursday but yeah mm -hmm. i think as we usually say when we go to lands it's a little bit tbd what we do uh we're not going to give this exact time because there's no guarantee that we're even available at the time we usually record there um it would be really late at night there so maybe not ideal and um we'll try to get guests right at least one guest episode over there i mean would be cool i don't know we'll see we do have Wait, a last guest episode, we had an episode that... with seb right I will say was that we, TI? I think it was TI. Uh yeah, it was. Yeah. Don't don't give people hope, okay? We don't know what's going to happen. But I'm giving myself hope. I'm telling you cuz I haven't told you yet. We actually have a guest lined up for after TI, not the one right okay. after TI, but the episode after probably. Okay. After that, um I think people will enjoy. It's going to be eye-opening for the future of Dota potentially. So Oh. Well, it's eyes for all, ladies and gentlemen. Don't make it out to be. It. Don't make it out to be that thing. This is uh, what Suns fan warned us about. There we go. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have the most amazing episode. It'll be groundbreaking, and then it's just you know. Ice Frog, I will empty my bank account for you to. No, I won't actually. <laughs> I'm gonna say the friend to come on the podcast. I need those two hundred dollars uh, for game dev. Yeah, we do have to pay. <laughs> do have to pay our game devs. So. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys in the loop on. I was going to say on social media. I've not been using social media at I, all. I have effectively more or less stopped posting on Twitter and Facebook. And I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's something I should. It's kind of discouraging when I, I feel like the algorithm changes. This is a totally different topic than what we were planning, but whatever. The algorithm changes on Twitter hit really hard, right? In terms of reach. I feel like after it got changed, the things we post just don't reach very many people. And I generally see way fewer Dota tweets, despite following know, a lot of Dota I know, that's because people. you need to uh, tweet racist things now. I think that's the oh, requirement to get I see. a lot of likes and whatnot. Like, when I open Twitter, probably 80% of my feed is, like, random popular stuff with over 10k likes that has nothing to do with what I usually use to watch or like or read. It's just, it's just trending stuff. It's essentially just most popular gets pushed. Um, so when you tweet something or when you try to find tweets from people that you want to read, I feel like they get buried too much behind stuff that you don't even follow. Right. Yeah. So that's, uh, that change was quite discouraging for keeping this active. Cause I felt like when I was actually posting stuff, very few people got to see it. And then kind of, what's the point, you know, you're trying to reach your followers, but they don't get to see your tweets. Mm -hmm. 
kind of weird. So. Yep, I agree. I've been demoralized. Anyway. So what what should people <laughs> what should they check to I I'll still tweet if if we change the date, I'll try to remember to tweet something. Right. We'll see. Okay. Great end to the episode. Thanks everybody for joining us. Have fun watching TI. We will start casting next week. Hopefully it's yes. hype. Peace out. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. And buy our voice lines in Video Game Dota 2. Name.